sending around. Let's all, uh, let's see, hang on a second. Let me make sure. Oh, let's all just sing this song. I really like this song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Dear Mary, it's a little loud. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> okay. Who? Oh, happy birthday to you, to Michael Chesborough. It's your birthday too. I don't even know where you are. Huh? Oh, happy birthday and teen breakout. Should you be able to hear this? Okay. I'm a little loud. We checked ahead of time, but I don't know. I just seem to be a little loud. Yay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. <clears throat> Isn't God great? I just love this morning's worship. And you know what? They pretty much preached my sermon. But um, it's all good. It's all good. No problem. I decided, you know, like I was thinking, it's April 1st. I can't think of any good jokes. I mean, I could tell you your shoes are untied, but that's old. Um, I, you know, try to think of something, you know, to do. But, you know, the thing, here's what happened as I was praying and thinking about this before this morning was it came to my mind that we're going to celebrate today the foolishness of God, which is wiser than men. It's the best news. It's such good news. You know, I was, I didn't get to go to the class yesterday because I was in St. Louis, but one of the things in one of the chapters that were uh, yesterday was there's two words. In Christianity, it's very different from all the other. I'm still like echoey. I feel like I'm a voice from far away. Anyway, um, but one of the things they said in every other religion, you get the word do. In Christianity, you get done. Isn't that best? It's, it is finished. It's been done for all of us. Some of us really experience that, and it's just so wonderful. You know, I look at all the imagery in here, and I got to say, you know, I love Jesus because he took me out of hell. I mean, huh. I mean, just like, I can't even tell you what my life used to be like. Just I've said it a little bit before, but when I see this, he's overcome death. He already did all that stuff. He's overcome the grave. Nothing can hold me now. I mean, it's just amazing, and I just get so happy. Anyway, so anyway, this is about the foolishness of God, which is absolutely fabulous. And if there's anything that I could pray to do, 
I asked God, I said, Lord, help me to think of so many wonderful things about you. Because, you know, the message to our church right now is go. It is. And I've talked to you before about what's in your hand, about what you can do. I also talked about what's in your in your mouth, what you can say. And this is really, here's the thing is, in this day and age, the grid that is on the news and every bit of media attacks our minds. And so this is what's in your mind. It might look foolish to some, but it is the power and the wisdom of God. And you can see from studying the scripture that we get the good deal. And so we're going to just walk this through. I, this comes from, if you have a Bible, it would be helpful to you this morning. If you have a phone with the Bible, that would be helpful. If you have a Kindle Fire with the Bible, that would be helpful. Anything of that sort would be really helpful to you this morning. If not, just write down 1 Corinthians 1 and part of 2. Because we're going to do a little walk through some of these things. Now when we talk about the Corinthian church, we often think of what? I'm a teacher, so this is a question you can answer. When I say the Corinthian church, you think? Wild, gifts, a bit unruly, right? Had some moral problems going on there. It's not just all this hunky-dory, perfect kind of thing. They had some good things, but it was mixed in with some very, very difficult things. And does that sound like any place you know? Sounds like all of us, okay? Hey, it sounds like us, but it sounds like any place. You know, we're a mixed bag. Sounds like us as individuals sometimes, and it sounds like us as uh, even a body of believers, which we're in the process of becoming more and more like him as we behold who he is. Anyway, one of the things that I love this, and it says, and I'm going to walk through this kind of slowly, I hope. It says in the first verse, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. They're set apart. They're called to be wonderful saints. That's the same calling we have. With all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just a greeting. It's a setup. This is your calling, and this is who did it. Therefore, grace and peace to you. Grace to do the work. Grace because the price has been paid. Peace, you don't have to get all nervous and jerky about the whole thing. Grace and peace to you from the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's from them. It's not all about you getting a grip and saying, okay, I just have to like bring myself to peace here. No, it comes from the Father. Says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus. It is given, not earned, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. And so he's setting up this church. This is a marvelous. If somebody said this about me or about us, I go, cool. Uh, let's see. Grace is given to us, and we're enriched in everything, in all utterance and knowledge. This is New King James. Utterance is in speaking abilities. Often when we go 
which is what we're talking about, we get all nervous and jerky about, can I talk? Or am I going to say something stupid? How do I know it's the real deal? But right here he says, remember, they're not all a neat and tidy church. They're a little messy. But he says he's given them everything by him, all utterance and all knowledge. In other words, they have understanding. He's given them some some uh, knowledge, which you can look at knowledge in terms of stuff you've actually learned from the Bible or knowledge that's revelation knowledge. But he's given them knowledge and pretty much we know they functioned in that sort of thing. And even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, which is a very, again a very cool thing, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And remember we talked about our mouths, we speak forth the purposes of God. It's not that everybody's called to be a prophet so to say, it's that we're called to speak God's purposes. You may all prophesy, but when as we go, we have to know that there is this thing in us that God wants to put in us that he wants to actually talk through you. Hang on a second. Yes, you come on. Yes. All right. Got to find my spot. Oh, yes. Utterance and knowledge. Testament of Jesus. Uh, you come short in no gift. I think this is cool. Some of you, I know, you go, I don't know if I really have that particular gift. And we start thinking the gifts of the Spirit. You know, we got tongues, interpretation, prophecy, words of knowledge, discernment, words of wisdom. We need all that stuff. I mean, we've talked about gifts here, and that is what we're supposed to go with. But he says, you have it all. Now, notice... Again, this church did not have their act together totally, but they were still gifts. Why? They're gifts. They're from God. They're not earnings. They're gifts. And so they were given to them despite some of their shortcomings and such, and the same thing with us. And we're eagerly waiting the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who also will confirm you to the end. Confirm means establish with no turning back, that you may be blameless without any fault, because God is faithful. You know, this is the opposite of, um, of, of like coaching or something. You know, I don't know. I'm not a coach. I'm trying to think of that. But that kind of thing where you say, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Go. You can do it. No, you can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you, you can't do this. Yay! Not a problem then. God is faithful. Isn't that great? You can't do this. If we're going to all go, and we are, we're all going to go together to various places, be it work or the mall or the hospital or whatever, it doesn't matter, we're all going to go, but you can't do it. He does it, and that's it. he is absolutely faithful. So to me, this whole first section of greetings like a huge promise. Isn't that cool? It's a good thing. And sometimes we just go, oh, blah, 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 he's faithful, blah, 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 blah. let's get to the real stuff. No, that is real stuff. That is like a blessing he's speaking over them that we need to speak over each other. No, of course, you can't even function in your gifts. But he can, he's faithful. It's absolutely possible, and so we do it by faith. And so then, as it goes down here, he sets them up. I mean, it looks like the ideal church, the ideal place. With God, it is ideal. And then he does this thing next. He immediately goes to their problems. They've got divisions. Have you ever seen those? 
oh, hello. I mean, if you're old, older than three, no, I don't know, I, older than, you've seen divisions in churches, you know, and now we're replete with them. If you go to a conference, someone says, I like this guy, and I like this guy, and I like this, oh, this person's boring to me, I don't get anything, I get this, I'm, I am of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of this, I'm of that, and really, the crux of the matter is you've got nothing to go with you if you're of whoever. Because you can say to somebody, you know, well, could be somebody wonderful. Corey Ten Boom, pick somebody kind of nebulous, I know, because I could pick names that would divide us immediately. Anyway, uh, <coughs> I could, but I'm not. Uh, we go, well, you know, Corey Ten Boom said that, and then somebody will say, well, who was she? I think she was like reformed or something, and we're uh, charismatic. Uh, is she of Christ? And there is a thing coming to the body of Christ, which we have to do in this region, within our church, that not we are of this and we are of that. We're here, we're here. Oh, it doesn't really make any difference because you can't do it anyway. Remember, it's him that's faithful. So we come to God and we say, I am of Christ. So we skip. That's the only place there's no division. We can divide on almost everything. And I could bring things up here where I could... I know people wouldn't agree on them all. The question is, do you agree that Jesus paid the price for all our sins? Do you agree it's his power working in you? Do you agree he can do whatever he wants through you? Do you agree that the power of the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom and knowledge as needed in whatever situation? We agree. Now we got to walk it out. Here's this is this is so uh, good. So he sets us up with all that kind of thing, and he talks about the contentions and because of the baptisms, which I'm not going to read all about that. And then he says, "I thank God I didn't baptize anybody because you know you'd be divided about that, and that's not the point. Because the point is, he sent him to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect." And what we're here to declare in worship today, and what I planned before I knew what the worship was, is the power of the cross. Power. It may look foolish to people, but there is power in it. And when it comes right down to it, I remember this one time, because I, you know, I was, I was at a difficult place in college, and I think I've, I might have said this before, but I can't remember for sure, but it's worth saying again. Remember being in a class, and I was so troubled. I had, I was depressed. I, you know, had all kinds of junk going on, and I'm sitting there, and they decided to pray for somebody. I can't even remember what the deal was. That's not important. But I'm sitting there, and one of the teachers, who was very influential in my life, just said, Jesus, Jesus. And something in me, I mean, I felt the power in that. I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't doing anything. You know, like, do we do that? We do that. It's not uncommon. But as she spoke the name of Jesus, I felt power in the name. And as God set me free from things, I felt power in the name of Jesus. I know there's power in the name of Jesus. It's not just, you know, Say the magic word, please, and thank you. 
but there is power in the name of Jesus. And we put our faith there. And so we know that we have that. And so he is the power and the wisdom of God. And all of this is possible because of the cross. Now, here's where we get into some interesting things about foolishness. And this starts in verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Jews request a sign. Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. That is a different message, isn't it? It's really different. To the Jews, a stumbling block, and I don't get it. That's the kind, I can't imagine, how would this be helpful? It is amazing because in Jewish history, sacrifice, payment. You see uh, illustrations of Jesus and what sacrifice all over the place, but it's still, it's they trip. And Greeks seek for wisdom. Let's read a book on all the possibilities. Because it could be that, it just could be that any of us can get to heaven any old way. We'll all get there, whatever God, maybe Buddha's in heaven. I don't think so. But anyway, we have all these things like it's all good because really the whole ideal in life is everything is nice. God is more than nice. He's good paying a complete price for everybody. It is still for everybody. For every last person, he paid the price. It is the cross of Christ. That's where the power comes from. There is power in the cross of Jesus. It's not silly. We don't have to fluff it over or make it nicer. We make it open, said, therefore powerful. We'll talk more about that. But that is the, it is just the good news. So we have everything's possible because of the cross. Not the wisdom of the wise. We have people doing all kinds of things to think things through. I was one of those, tried to read all kinds of books, and I did. I read everything inside, all kinds of things. That probably some of it just was not good for me. But I read all kinds of things, trying to figure things out. But the wisdom of the wise did not give me the power of God to set me free. It didn't give me what I needed to live in sanity and peace and not depression. I really, I do have joy. It's the best. It's, I mean, Jesus really makes me happy. Anyway, and so it, uh, we don't have to be super learners. The scribes, that's who I'm talking about. Scribes, they copied the law. They did all this kind of stuff. You, super learners, you know, I'm not putting down learning. I, I teach in a learning institution. But it's not that learning is bad, but that's not how you get to Jesus. And it's not being able to debate 
You know, there's debate clubs and things, you know, well, let's just talk and then we debate. Well, there could be, then no. And that's not, you're not going to get an answer there. You just get confused and angry. But he saves those who believe. Here's the thing that gets to us. It's not even in all signs. What the Jews want a sign, some people want a sign. And by that, please don't take this as like no healing, no, I'm not going there. But a sign. How are you going to prove that God exists or that this works? And then we start trying to think. He says, it's not, isn't that kind of a relief? I don't have to like do a sign. It's a relief to me. I don't have to be smarter than I got wisdom, but I know Christ crucified. So he's Christ, the power, and the wisdom of God. Isn't that cool? So I have a sign. I got power. I got wisdom. But it's in Christ. He is the power and the wisdom of God. So when I'm talking about Jesus Christ and him crucified, here's the deal. Here's a God. Let me just describe him a little bit. Here's a God who said they're never going to make it because we aren't. If we're talking righteousness, also in the chapter we just read on, just walk across the room, he was talking about, um, here's God's righteousness, like, way, you know, infinitely above me. Uh, Mother Teresa's up there. All, you know, we have all these people, and then there's just the person who is like, beats on people, or uh, abuses children, or whatever, and where do you fall? Someplace in the middle, right? But how are you going to come up to God except Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God, and he knew we wouldn't make it. He did the whole deal. That's why there's power in it. It's not up to you. We do it by faith, but you know what? Faith isn't even yours. For by grace are you saved through faith, and it's not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You've got nothing to talk about, but you've got everything going for you. And that's the good news that we're going with. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. No reason to be ashamed. And we have to know it in these days. And we know it in our spirit, not just our intellect. So that when we say, this is why this works. This is why this, I'm where I'm at. I was a loser and you all were losers too. I'm not trying to be rude, but you are. You're all losers without Jesus. (laughs) We are. We're losers without Jesus. But he paid the price. So we're total winners. Sons and daughters of God Almighty. We're royalty all because of who he said we are, but not because you reason or think it out. It's in the power of the cross. Done, it is finished in history for all time. It was proven that it was done by the resurrection of the dead. In some ways, I know this is not new, but I got to tell you, I've probably known this as long as many of you. However, I got so happy meditating on this. I was at a conference, so every day I'd meditate some more on it, meditate some more. I just got happy. God, help me to be able to share who you really are with people because out of that place we pray for healing. Out of that place we give words of knowledge and words of, out of that place we prophesy. Out of that place we worship. Out of that place we say, I'm bought and paid for, hooray. Out of that place we find joy where we don't have joy. Out of that place we find peace where there is no peace. Out of that place we find strength where there is power in us, in our very being 
everything from our toes to our heads out of that place I can think and hear the voice of God that's amazing and I'm not crazy I can actually hear the voice of God out of that place paid for done cross resurrection it's done I can stand on it every day every night whenever all the time I can go where God sends me even if it's difficult why paid for at the cross proved by the resurrection I can do anything he tells me to do it doesn't matter how outlandish look at the Bible right from the get-go he doesn't like just Right from the very beginning, Noah, he built a boat and he didn't know what it was. Abraham, no children, becomes the father of one and he's Abraham, the father of nations. And his wife too. It's just to me, God's foolishness says, I'll show them what I can do, but I'm going to take the most impossible cases and I'm going to work a reverse in their case. And that's the good news we have for people. That's a pretty good news, don't you think? I think it's pretty good. That's why we want to go. Pretty soon, I'm hoping, not just like, oh, Lord, send me. No. Can I go now? Now? <laughs> ready? Ready? And, and he is. He's ready. Okay, so anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, beware. It might be foolishness to people at first because they're dead. The cross is foolishness because people are dead. Okay, when you're dead, you don't understand much. If I'm giving a test to people, if they're dead, they fail. Because they can't write, sing, or do anything. However, why can we speak life? It is finished at the cross he was resurrected, therefore I can speak life into situations, even like we have a, a physical a demonstration of what Chris was talking about today and saying, but there's life. Do you want to have it? And that doesn't take an incredible amount. You can say, do you want to know Jesus? Here's how you do. You believe he paid for your sins. He died. He was resurrected. Well, can you receive that he paid for it? Simply. And you know what? They can say, I do. I remember, um, this is this is a weird story, uh, it's okay. There was somebody once I led to the Lord, and I offended them shortly after. But it was interesting, because I led them to the Lord, and it was really simple. I just said, Jesus paid the price. Do you want to receive it? And they said, yes, which was cool. Here's how you pray. They did it. Not didn't seem like a real big deal. You know, you're not always sure a whole lot happened. However... I offended them, but I don't want to go on about that because somebody might be able to figure out who it was. But anyway, I offended that person a little later, and they wrote me a letter, and this was the cool part of it. They wrote a letter and said, when I felt rejected by you, I thought God would leave me in everything. But you know what? I found out he's still here. Isn't that cool? They, because what has happened is they're alive to God. Something wakes up inside, and then you can begin to speak to it. There is life in there, even though they're at the baby stage. Isn't that fun? Simple. And you think, well, what happened? I don't know, but something happened. And then there is that person where you go, the power of God's in them. 
life that raised Jesus from the dead's in them. He broke every chain of death over them. And so we, again, have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Uh, let's see. Uh, the kinds of arguments we talked about, signs and people looking for wisdom, uh, about the wisdom of God. Here it is. Let's see. Here's, here's some things that are kind of odd. Here's this, uh, this verse. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So I tried to think of a number of ways, which I can think of many, but a number of ways that the foolishness of God doesn't look smart to the regular person. God coming as a baby. That's weird. But think about it. The same thing, Jesus came as a baby, but in that same deal, he perfectly understands us and our weakness. He walked through life, did all the stuff that we go through. He gets it perfectly. There's nothing that you've been through that he doesn't get. He was human, baby, right through adulthood. He gets all the processes. He was an adolescent. He was a teenager. He was a young adult. He had to learn a job with his father. He did all this stuff. He was tempted in all points like as us because he came as a baby. Amazing wisdom. Looks silly to some. Why would God come as a baby? Why didn't he just straighten everybody up? No, wisdom. Isn't that great? Jesus dying looks foolish. Why would a God come and die? Because he paid the whole price that he knew you couldn't pay. So that it was for all men. God is truly inclusive. People talk inclusive, and it has nothing to do with inclusiveness. Inclusive means Jesus paid the price no matter what your deal is. He paid the full price. It's done and paid for. True inclusiveness by Jesus' death. Jesus' methods of healing were pretty weird. Mud, casting out demons, people touching his clothes. I mean, you can think, they're not like your typical, come to the office and see me, and I'll put it on your insurance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he, in his wisdom, he knew how to heal. But he did it unusually. He didn't try to look smart, did he? Think about it. They didn't get it. Stretch out your hand. He didn't do the typical stuff. And then when he had other people pray for it, like Elisha, Okay, so he's saying, go dip in the Jordan. That's a weird thing to do for some king from another country. That's weird. God knows what he's doing. In his wisdom, he has a point. Jesus' methods of miracles. Take a few fish. We'll all have fish sandwiches. Everybody will be happy. 5,000 people, and you can go. Walking on water. Why? I mean, for us, we go, yeah, that's cool. But other people go, walking on water, what's the point of that? He had authority over nature. And that is good for us to know. You follow, there's, there's, just, there's wisdom in these things. They look goofy, but there's tremendous wisdom. And Jesus' idea of deliverance. Now, I can remember before I believed that there was even like real demons and stuff. I actually did believe it, but I tried to do the whole thing. It must be like they were crazy or something. You know, it must be if you could classify it in psychological terms, you could like nail everything down. And now we're smarter than at Jesus' time. I guess I thought I was smarter than Jesus or something. But Jesus 
did deliverance, cast out demons. It worked for hopeless cases. Wisdom, because again, he was demonstrating that he had authority. Do you see there's wisdom in all of this? It's, it, it looks foolish to people, but there's tremendous wisdom. And then it says, for you see your calling, it's your calling too, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, you don't have to be a big somebody, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. How many of you feel stupid at the whole process sometimes of trying to talk to people? Come on, put your hand up if you feel a little dumb sometimes. We all feel a little dumb sometimes, okay? But God chose us. The the dummies are chosen. No, you're all chosen. God's chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. Sometimes we feel okay talking to a homeless person, but we don't feel okay talking to the president of a college or the president of a company or whatever because, oh my goodness, I'm probably not that smart. And um, okay, so what am I going to do with that one? I'm like not smart. I just am not. What am I going to do? And but God, again, God chose those very people chosen those that are despised isn't that great even us let me just tell you a little secret it's not a secret every once in a while we'll see somebody that's a little weird i'm serious doing something in the name of jesus and we go they're just being weird they should be ever so cool because we want them to think that we're all very cool get over it those days are ending I'm I'm sorry, you may see some weirdos out there, you know, that said, you know what, this is what Jesus did for me, and there is power of God in them to replicate, to do it again. Watch your mouth. <laughs> because we, he, if it says God chose the weak, the despised, it's interesting to me, and I just go, yeah, we need to, like, shift, because no flesh, and if you're flesh here today, which you are, will glory in his presence. It's not about you. I think it's great. Um, the, the thing is, is we're always often trying to figure out uh, things in our own smarts because here's the deal is we want to be smart. And we even want to be smart with God, so we try to get smart in prayer. I'm not trying to be weird, but we do. My sister talked to me I must have just got an email on my Kindle. I'm sorry. Uh, That doesn't usually happen. Anyway, uh, my sister and I were talking. Maybe it's my sister. No. (laughs) Kidding. Okay, so my sister and I were talking, and we were talking about praying about some really necessary things in our family, and we're praying and talking about that. And she says, you know, I don't know what to do. I've given God as many suggestions as I can think of. And you know what? We do. We try to give God a list of suggestions when we pray. Okay, God, if they could just meet somebody at such and such a place, that would be fabulous. And if they could just run into this particular book and we give God a whole list of suggestions, like, does he need them? But a list of suggestions might not be the same thing. There might be power that God wants to give us to pray his prayers. And sometimes maybe we should be quiet and just say thank you. You've heard, thank you. You know what we're looking for, thank you. 
you care that so-and-so is sick. Thank you, Lord. You know my son is not with you. Thank you that you're a God who makes us strong when we're weak. Thank you. Just thank you, Lord. You bore all our burdens. Thank you that we're healed because of your cross. Thank you that even though they haven't received it yet, your payment still happened on the cross to wipe out that person's sins. Thank you. And we worship instead. Okay. As we get down into a little bit of uh, chapter 2, Paul himself says in in the first verse, Brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. In other words, I didn't have to outthink you. I didn't have to talk fancy. I came to you. Here's the testimony of God, and the testimony of God is about Jesus. The price has been paid. It's proven. It's done. It is good news for all of us, even if you're already saved. Isn't it? Any attitudes, any arguments, any stuff that's happened even this morning, the price has been paid. It's finished. It's done. Healing is for you because of the cross today. Not just because of the 2,000 years, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a free gift. It is just the absolute best news to me every day. I just can't get over it. I, You know, you just want to tell it and tell it. And he says in verse 4, oh, I'm sorry, verse 3. Ah, let's do 2, I'm sorry. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, which we've already talked about. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. It's interesting. He had reason to be afraid. Everywhere he went, he was persecuted. And he was also wanting to make sure they got it. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. And we don't think of Paul as being lacking in wisdom. You know that kind of thing? He was a smart guy. But in the demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Skip down, it is written, eyes not seen nor entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So it's God's wisdom that goes with us, his power that we're expected to do things, and we have no idea. The thing is, I looked at that, I said, how can we possibly meditate or think on this? It says, I has not seen, ear heard, nor what has entered into the heart of man, the thing that God has prepared for those who love him. And you might think of heaven, but no, it's now. Here are the things God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even imagine it. Therefore, excuse me, I'm about to like move. I, 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 I hope this doesn't mess something up, but I need to get down here. Here's the thing, that as I walk, then I say, what are you saying, God? What are you doing? You know, I, I get to walk up to somebody and say, what does this person need? And I get up close and personal. 
What's happening with this person? Talk to me, God. I get a chance to do That's pretty fun. This feels very different from me being far away, doesn't it? All of a sudden, the gap comes together, and I get to say, what are you doing for joy right now? And you know, God begins to talk to us, begins to speak. I know I'm into prophecy. I get it, but so are you, whether you like it or not. And you are, because we all hear. You might get a different thing. You might get a word of wisdom or something. I don't know. Anything can happen. But as you go and as you love and you get close, God begins to do it. And it's the wisdom and the power of God flowing through us rather than just saying, I've got 25 reasons for why, da-da-da-da-da-da. And they go, yeah. And they've go, they got a lot of good reasons. I've had people do it to me. I've got 10 reasons why you should believe in God. You go, uh-huh. It was very different, more power in the person who said, Jesus, Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. Above every other name, there's no name but the name of Jesus. I invite you to say his name with me right now, just quietly, just Jesus. And let him, it's a very different experience of saying, you know, Jesus is the Son of God, here are the theological things, but we say, Jesus, you are worthy, Jesus, you paid the price, you're good, you're amazing. And something happens in us as we worship, and all of a sudden we realize we're carrying gold. We're carrying the precious body of Christ in us and through us to say something, do something, bless somebody, heal somebody, whatever it is. But he's he's not going to let you just think it all out ahead of time because it's the power and the wisdom of God. And so as we pray together as a body of believers, we say, I'll go. But doesn't it sound like fun? I mean, to me, it sounds like fun. It's not a trial or a, an, oh, okay, I'll go. No, let me go. What are you going to do? In that book we're doing, I like it, just walk across the room. So simple. Just show up. Just show up someplace and start speaking the name of Jesus, even if it's quietly at first, knowing that you have the power of the cross and the resurrection that is totally for you. But the cross and the resurrection is also totally for the person that's in your face. All you've got to do is one person at a time. If you get in a group, you can do that too. But just go for it. Yeah? So, we're going to put our hands up. Lord, just just receive the prayer and then I'm going to have you pray. Lord, I pray... I thank you that you've given us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. But I ask, Lord, for an increase on each person. Each person here, Lord, increase, increase, increase. Understanding of the cross, we do celebrate it and we worship and I love it. Lord, but we need more. 
We need revelation on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That sense of worship, your name, the name above every other name, Lord, we receive the revelation that you already said you paid for and gave us. We just receive it, Lord. And Lord, I ask in this place that there would be a fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of fire. Get us, God. Lord, and just, you know what? I want you to just put your hand on your neighbor. I know this might be weird and just say, just like more of the Holy Spirit. Just say it, just in faith. More, we speak more of the Holy Spirit's power in us and through us in the name of Jesus. Increase, increase power to go, power to speak, power to here power to do whatever God has for us to do we speak more right now and we speak breakthrough we break through all bondages of unbelief of I can't do it or I'm not worthy the price and the blood of Jesus is absolutely enough no matter what and I just want you right now to put your hands on your mouth your own hand on your mouth and say Lord I give my mouth to you I'll say what you show me to say. Uh, Hands up again. I give you my hands, and I'll put them where you say. I know that's a weird thing, but you know, sometimes it's a little sneaky. It could be somebody, and you're just kind of like, you put your hand on them, and you give them a little what for. In the name of Jesus, whatever he wants. I'd like also for you to put your hands on your head, both hands, and say, Lord, and you touch your ears too. Lord, I'll hear what you want me to hear. I give my mind to you to think the foolish wisdom of God. <laughs> and I just receive, and I, Lord, I just thank you. Here's my feet. Take me where you want me to go. Lord, make it so. And I do bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless. I, I bless this word because it's not, not because it's mine, but because it is the word of the Lord. And God is doing a new thing in this place. It's being said over and over in different ways, but it is happening. And I want you to receive it. We are sent as a body and increase is on the way. So I just bless you in Jesus' name. I don't know what you want to do now because we already prayed, but prophetic teams are going over there to prophesy over people. If you're on them, you go over there. There are prayer teams here. If you need healing or whatever, if you need a prophecy, you know what to do. But in the meantime, this is just the beginning. This is not the end of your service. It is just your beginning. I'm serious. We want more stories, more testimonies, more stuff. Lord, make it more, more power, more of you in our lives in the name of Jesus. Okay, so that is the benediction. That means blessing. So go get them. Prophetic team's over there. Prayer team's over there. And Barb, you can just kind of help people know what to do. I love you guys. Hey, um, before everybody leaves, I just want to share something really quick. Uh, something is really heavy on my heart. 
um, it's very strong. Um, who here has been praying for prodigals to come home? Uh, please stand right now. Um, there's a real strong word that now is the time that they're coming home. Um, they're just, we just want to worship God. This is the season. This is the hour. Receive it. Uh, name them by name. Just speak their name out right now. And um, I just sense that the, God has heard our cry. We don't have to carry that burden, um, that this is the season God is moving more actively in their heart. And we don't have to carry that as a heavy weight. We can start re- rejoicing now that God is bringing the prodigals home. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 